and we are back to the in my defense podcast folks i hope you missed me i missed you it is i your host christian and we are here to talk another geeky subject of the week took a little bit of time off not to worry folks i am back and with a vengeance coming in strong with the one the only santa claus himself to celebrate the holiday season santa claus is this mythic figure that almost exists outside of christmas we only get to see him during christmas but there is so much myth and legend surrounding this fictional character that kind of just fascinates me and i wanted to geek out about him today i had my friend nick come on the show he was totally down with hearing me geek out about santa and all the amazing things that kind of surround this somewhat mysterious character that we made up to sell coca-cola almost 100 years ago right I think that's how it goes. Um, but uh, Nick was a fantastic guest, had a really lovely conversation. Uh, I hope he learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. He learned a lot about himself. We both learned a lot about each other. I'm hoping anybody listening to this will learn a lot about themselves as well. Find a whole appreciation for Santa Claus and the whole thing that he represents, even outside of Christmas, how it's just like this amazing story that has built up in legend for so long and kind of the amazing aspect of storytelling that we all surround ourselves with. Don't want to get too much too much into it just yet. I'll let you guys figure it out. Check out InMyDefensePodcast.com. Let's get into the show. So, I am here with one of my very good friends, Mr. Nick Sands. Nick, say hi to everybody. Hello. And I, I just, I just actually realized just a few minutes ago, I was like, I, like we're here to talk about good old uh, Santa Claus, good old Saint Nicholas, and I have my own little Saint Nicholas here to uh, discuss it. So Saint yeah, my, uh, the serendipity is kind of amazing me right now. Um, so before we get into like what I have to say about Santa Claus, Nick, what is your relationship with Santa Claus? How do you feel about the character? Personal. Yeah. That's intimate. what I'm here for. I want, I want the deets. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe inappropriate. Spill the tea, boy. Um, and then. Just you know, just uh, raised, definitely raised with him. How about you? Were you? Did you wait? Did you grow up with like the whole Santa Claus factor? Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. My uh, my family. Okay. I didn't really grow up. I didn't really grow up very religious. Right. So maybe sure. like the religious aspect and to me, like and to me, like as I got less and less religious, as I got older, uh, Santa Claus became less ingrained with actual like the religion part of it, like celebrating like Jesus birthday and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just more, Santa Claus, just this figure who every once a year to celebrate the winter solstice will bring kids, yeah. will bring toys to small children. I mean, I, I was raised pretty religious, but I it was still separated. I mean, so <laughs> I don't think I ever really understood the connection between Santa Claus and Jesus. Uh, at one point, 
did you at, at what age did you like stop believing in Santa Claus? Do you remember? Uh, well, yeah, I do. It's really embarrassing of how long it took, <laughs> though. So I won't say it. Eighth grade here on the podcast. Okay. But, okay. Uh, it was definitely. Uh, I guess you know, well, the, the whole vibe you're going for is something with very opinion. It was very strong opinions, which is unfortunate because I'm indecisive about everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you are definitely like one of the most chill people I know. So wow, no one's ever said that, does it? <laughs> but. I thank you. Just, just, just as a vibe. I don't know, like whatever. I, I could tell, like there's some kind of like there's extreme conflict happening within. But sure, sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's another good way to put it. But uh, I, I, I will say it's like what made it more embarrassing. Maybe is looking back on it is not so much that uh, how long it took me to believe uh, to stop believing, but that I, I didn't just like. I was very much like okay. Like, I want to say when I was like already much younger, knew something was up, you know, it's like, yeah, you already meet people that are like way ahead of you on the curve on like uh, smelling bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> I, you know, what was it? Yeah, I, I would be kind of like defend myself. I guess I just didn't want to stop believing because it just immediately became less fun. So mm-hmm. it was like for the last couple of years, I was getting really sincere. <laughs> just, just, it just Yo. started, it just, it became more like, oh yeah, I want to just keep, it's just fun. And, um, but yeah, and then once it officially died, Christmas kind of changes, you know? No, yeah, that, perf- <laughs> that perfectly makes sense to me. I remember sometime like when I was really young, like you, you like, and you start noticing things a lot more. And I was like, why is it that my parents don't want me to go into the living room by the Christmas tree anytime <laughs> during this certain time of night? Uh, and it's because, you know, they're grabbing the gifts from the closets and all that, trying to put them on the tree, making, making everybody think Santa Claus stopped by, you know, and then every, and then, and then, you know, once everybody th- is kind of sure that uh, Santa Claus isn't a thing where like they stop labeling like the the, the Christmas tags with <laughs> from Santa and that kind of stuff and it just becomes more and more obvious um, unless you unless you unless like you have unless you have kids in the family right um, yeah I was the, the youngest so it was like my siblings you know got to play along after a certain point too <laughs> so yeah that makes that makes perfect sense and like Santa Claus does kind of represents his figures like it is very much like the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, and you all hear that, that stuff. Jesus? <laughs> uh, Jesus, Jesus ain't got no. Word. Jesus, Jesus didn't give me a gift on on his birthday. Uh, and, and so, like, for anyone who might not be familiar with Santa Claus for some reason, uh, I always have to assume there's somebody out there. Oh, um, uh, plenty. But like, but Santa, but Santa Claus is kind of like just this figure who. Uh, depending on who you are, was invented by Coca-Cola in the 1930s to to pro, to promote their sodas. You have like this big this big fat white dude with a uh, long white beard and red outfit, who and who who sends uh, who who gives gifts to every little kid, every good little boy or girl or neither in the world um, on during or on coal. Christmas Eve. Yeah, or coal if you're being naughty. Um, do you have any favorite representations of Santa Claus in the media? Like, do any like favorite movies or, or 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 shows or specials that kind of came out around this time? Um, <clears throat> no, no. I mean, Santa, <laughs> Santa, Santa as a lore, you know, embody any embody anything. So any any take on Santa is probably a good take, because <laughs> uh, it turns out he's not real. 
I don't know who needs to hear that. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to circle back to this at some point. It's gone, right? You're just trying to make sure that we got that out there just in case. Like, guys, Santa is not real. There is not a giant white man sneaking into your house at night on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for me... For me, I do. I do kind of really. I love. I love like some of the ones that stick out to most are like the Rankin Bat, the Rankin Bass uh, Christmas specials. Like there's Santa Claus is coming to town. I and, think I know uh, those. Those. It's uh like it's the claymation ones, right? Like you know, oh, like they play like yes. the. Okay, what I'm saying. I love those. Yeah, there's yeah they. Everyone knows the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer one. Yeah, but I think Santa. Ha- sure. Yeah, Santa has two. There's uh. Yeah, there's the origin story, like the superhero origin story that of Santa Claus, of Santa Claus is coming to town, and then there's uh, the life and adventures of Santa Claus, or or Saint Nicholas, or something like that, um, which is which is based on a novel, which I'll get into in a little bit. And the reason I kind of wanted to talk about Santa Claus, like one, because it's the holidays, and I kind of wanted to like just on stay on theme for that. Two. Uh, is because most most of us have the image of like the Coca Cola sponsored Santa Claus that we're all familiar with of the sure. just big jolly big jolly dude with with uh, with a co- with a mm-hmm. Coke bottle in his hand best and a big is smile. A polar bear. Yeah, his best friend is a polar bear. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they always like there in the igloo being like, man. <laughs> but Christmas. the like the but the like the legend, the myth, the the story of Santa Claus has existed probably like twice as long as that has at least and then the, the the stories that it comes from have been around since like the fourth century like literally like there's there's all yeah, kinds all- of figures yeah there's all kinds of figures throughout history that that people have taken like chunks and pieces here to create the whole myth of santa claus as, as it exists today and 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 what what I, I, and like to me i've said before like i really love stories i love storytelling and Every it, to me, everything is viable. Every 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 piece, every origin story, every piece of lore about this character <laughs> is valid to some degree, this is, right? This because is what we're here to talk about today is anything that's been said about Santa is canon. All right. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, and like, and because because you think there's a pattern. There's certain patterns that pop up with things. It's like, oh yeah, this must be a part of the character, right? Like it's like me. I'm a big comic book fan, and so in the in the history of like Batman, Superman, all these characters that are so long lived, not everything like right. not everything that people write about in their stories is necessarily canon, even if it's done like by the official companies. Yeah. But if if a certain idea is repeated enough, people are just oh yeah, that's got to be true, right? So at some point at some point santa claus was just a guy that wears red and has the like i don't know what you call one of those floofy hats and he he delivers gifts to children all around the world on christmas and that became part of the canon as long as enough people were repeating it over time as long as people were referencing back to it it's really it's really what what's different is the the magic system that people constantly will figure about <laughs> it's like we're talking about we're talking about it in a comic book context and then it's like well santa i don't know and santa santa detective santa comics number one, uh, 147 i'm not sure like no one's gonna use uh skinny through the chimney method that's so that's so ridiculous <laughs> oh yeah yeah we can't wait for the dark and gritty reboot of santa claus uh, which which I think can't yes. happen based on some of the stories that I have here today. Um, 
but and also like speaking speaking of like the Marvel like DC versions of Santa Claus like and seeing how like Santa Claus pops up in other media, one of my favorite things that happens around Christmas time is whenever like those crossovers take place. Whenever some well-known long-running franchise includes Santa Claus, because one of the <laughs> best things I think anybody can ever do is when Santa Claus is just a thing. Everyone already is aware that Santa Claus exists. Nobody questions it because we're living in this world where people fly around and shoot laser beams out of their eyes. So of course Santa Claus is out there. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And that's one of my favorite things. Like it happens in the comics, it happens in like some TV shows sometimes. Like if it's like Santa Claus is just a part of like a cartoon when he shows up on a show. Um, it happened on Power Rangers, I think at one point. Like, yeah, you know, like it, they just go to the North Pole and it's like, Oh yeah, hey Santa, how you doing? It's like, what's up? <laughs> nobody, nobody questions Santa just exists. So my favorite things <laughs> Superman's that Superman's like finally the fortress of solitude. I'm here alone. Santa's like, <laughs> oh, Superman, what are you doing here? There actually is. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a well-known two-page little like web comic done by Ty Templeton, where um, it's on Apocalypse, right? Like Dark Dark Side is the big bad evil of hey, the right, DC right, universe. Right. Like he's. Uh, Thanos was Marvel's answer to him like he's just this big bad evil god of darkness and he and he's and he's his sidekick is there and he's telling him sir all, he, he's 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 uh, penetrated all of our defenses none of the none of the none of the hell cans are able to take him down he's on his he's on his way and um, Darkseid is like when will he get here and then it's like he's already inside and then Santa Claus is standing there right next to them <laughs> checking his list and he's like oh you have been naughty very much so I gotta give you a piece of coal and he gives Darkseid a piece of coal and then he bounces he gets the fuck out of there it's like don't let him escape <laughs> so like every year in the DC universe Santa Claus takes a trip to Apocalypse just to give Darkseid a piece of coal because he's such a piece of shit. Well, that's definitely canon. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's that's part of my Santa Claus canon. Um, speaking of which, to get into some of the uh, lore around Santa Claus, um, so like like I said, there's been many different versions of Santa Claus that have existed. And there's many that exist throughout time. There's many. There's a lot of different. Um, what can I say? Sources. Well, not sources, but basically reference. Like, people reference. One of the most popular ones... Like, there's been m- multiple saints called Nicholas, right? Like, Saint Nicholas is, like, the name that we give to Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, all that kind there of stuff. There are a lot of Nicks in this universe. There are very much a lot of Nicks in this universe. And... Saint Nicholas uh, is is it's like two, there's like two or three like official saints in Christianity that are that are named Nicholas. The one that is most likely like where most of the stories of Santa Claus come from is uh, Saint Nicholas of Myra. He was a he became a saint in that the fourth cool. century. This dude, uh, let me see. He is officially, depending on who you ask. Again, like I'm not an expert in any kind of like history or any kind of this kind of thing. This is all based on like my own version of bullshit research. So like, if anybody wants to correct me, feel free. Um, yeah, send us your letters. <laughs> I dare you. I am, I am, I am ready for it. I, th- I thrive. I thrive off of your hate. What is um? I, I'm sorry. You should go into this right after. I'm, yeah, I'm curious what what santa fandom is like 
you know, like where I've never, I don't think I've met someone that's like huge into Santa. You know what I mean? uh, there, there's, there's, there's quite a few Santa, Santa fans out there. Like the, the person who the right, I follow this writer. Well, I used to follow this writer, Chris Sims. He wrote for like a lot of like comics news websites and he has his own podcast. He's kind of like, well, he's kind of like a well-known pop culture writer and he was a big Santa fan, oh, but nice. the person he, uh, the person he references the most is another writer who he worked with named Benito Sereno, who, who was a comic book writer and kind of like an unofficial Santa Claus scholar. And apparently I found, I found in my research, there's a website called the St. Nicholas Center, uh, which is basically the entire website based off of finding the truth, like bringing the truth out about St. Nicholas and oh, kind of like, so they're out going, there, you're out there. Yeah. 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 And like forgoing <laughs> all this like uh, nonsense about Santa Claus that like, you guys think Santa Claus is cool. Wait till you find out about St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas is the real OG when it comes to like badass holiday figures to follow. And St. Nicholas is, is depending on who you ask. He is the saint of children gifts sailors thieves and pirates and also beer beer too huh yeah yeah he's uh wow yes so like the the image of santa claus that pops up a lot in like ancient history and by ancient history just mean anything probably before like 1920 is um like do you ever see that movie um rise of the guardians the one that was kind of like a justice league of holiday figures i no, I did not. I know what it is, and I it looks very unappealing to me. Now Was it, it is actually very. It's actually not. It's actually not bad. Okay. It's definitely trying to like. It's definitely trying to like set up a, a franchise, and unfortunately, it wasn't like successful because I think like. It was. It came out in Christmas, and it features Santa Claus, but the movie takes place around Easter. Oh, interesting. Like closer, closer to Easter, because like it's all because it's it's like basically all your all your favorite holiday um, <laughs> mascots. Mascots are all. Thank you. At mascots are all um, part of like a justice a Justice League type of team. So like it's got Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, the Bugs Bunny, <laughs> the, the Easter Bunny. the Easter Bunny, the Easter Bunny played by Hugh Jackman. But uh, but Alec Baldwin had played the the Santa Claus, and in, in that Santa Claus is just like this. He's got he's got tat he's got he's covered in tattoos. He walks around with like two scimitars. He's basically like a Russian pirate. Oh damn! Which is very actually very close to a lot of the legends regarding Santa Claus, because Saint um, really? Nick. Saint Nicholas of Myra, they're very they're, when he officially became a saint, it happened because it was during it was he got into an argument with another saint. Yeah. Like he was at the, the he was at the he was at the Council of Nicaea and he was he was in he was in like a theological argument versus versus this other uh versus other saint in front of the of Constantine the Great, who was the ruler of the at the time. And he got so mad at the other guy for like talking shit about Jesus that he walked across the room and knocked him the fuck out. Damn. Don't mess with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, that's another thing that pops up recently. Like Saint Nicholas was someone who were like he was like die hard for Jesus. If anybody spoke up against him, he would just straight up kick their ass. Well, maybe okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's you're losing points now, <laughs> Santa. But. Um, and, yeah. uh, but and but but apparently it is illegal to like punch somebody in front of the in front of the emperor or something like that like he, like what he did was illegal so oh. they sent him to jail and they like they took away all his priest robes and they and they and they, lock, and they locked him up in, like locked him up in chains and uh when they came in the next day to like check on him he was apparently back in his robes and his chains and, and he was out of his chains and yeah. and according and according to saint nicholas of myra jesus and mary had come to him in the night and and freed him because he was such a diehard okay. 
I'm like, we're going to help you because that guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, so then he became, like, an official saint of um, the wrongfully imprisoned. I don't, hmm, I don't know. Okay. I guess the wrongfully imprisoned. I don't know how I, I feel about that story, knowing, <laughs> knowing more about it. It's like, can you imagine today if there's just this guy at the bar that's like... What'd you say about Jesus? Like, throws his drink on the floor and just punches, starts beating the crap out of you. Like, I'm pretty sure that's, it's like a hate crime. And then, and then you get, Jesus comes to you in the middle of the night to be like, hey, good right hook, buddy. Like, wings, so it's like, flies off. No, no, I, I'm, I, like, these are all like cool stories, but I'm, yeah, definitely. No, like, no, you invented f- them. This is yours. This you're 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 in charge of this. <laughs> I, I yeah, I do I do have to yeah I do have to admit that like this is all just my um <laughs> this is all basically my elevator pitch to get like a Santa series uh done on Amazon and um, you're just you're just my target audience here, Nick. I'm just trying to convince you, man. It's true. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean I feel I'm feeling the way about Saint Nicholas the way I feel about any historical figure from like. Maybe before the last hundred years. Yeah, don't think of the truth. But don't think of the truth, right? Like these are all like you're, you're probably an asshole. You're existing in a different time where like people were just less inclined to like trust and love each other. And if you didn't follow a certain like there was definitely a right, there was definitely a right and wrong back then, of uh, for everything. Like everybody just saw him. I just assumed there was no color before like nineteen. 19- 50 or something like right. that and, and there's plenty been plenty of assholes since then but I, I i i just i just full blanket across anybody anybody that's over like 100 years old you're probably a dick probably um but yeah so and like there's plenty of other stories that come up like uh say nicholas he, he was known for performing like a bunch of miracles that's good. Um, and he and and he to the point where he had a nickname. His nickname was uh, Nikolaus the Wonder Worker. Nikolaus the Wonder Worker. And some of his miracles included. Well, there's two that he's most famous for. The first one involves just kind of like he he was helping out like some sailors by like multiplying their shipment of wheat for food. That's cool. I don't know if Wonder Worker is really a nickname. Wait, <laughs> do you, do you know in your in your uh, podcast studies of of everything does a nickname have to be shorter than what it starts or is it just a different name uh not necessarily i mean like uh, the, well a nickname is whatever we want it to be right, right. like okay, okay. um what will be the what be the better uh, a nickname might not be the best word for, for it like that uh performs a lot of miracles uh, i don't know they, they knew that miracle man was going to be taken by by jack kirby in the 1960s so they couldn't <laughs> use it but um but i mean what what, what do what do bo- like it's like a it's like one of those boxer titles right like bo- whenever they introduce a boxer for a boxing match it's like it's like uh, uh ray sugar ray <laughs> leonard like, yeah i mean i was about to pitch nick a wonder instead of nick a clout nick Lowe, <laughs> and so i probably best to move on don't take my suggestions <laughs> and uh <laughs> well oh yeah uh, one of miracles was helping out with a bunch of sailors so like he was big on like that kind of uh, help helping out uh travelers and sailors but his probably okay this one there's a story behind this one too because apparently uh santa uh, santa or saint nicholas 
uh, at one point he was going into like a tavern or an inn or something like that and he he had ordered some of the food and when he tried it he struck down the the butcher the co- the cook and said that he was a murderer who had killed he, he he was he was he had chopped up three three young men and 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 was feeding them to his patrons and Santa Claus rec- Saint Nicholas oh. re- recognized that uh, struck the guy down and then resurrected the three youths from 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 their chopped up meat so like he's he's also like he beat the shit out of a cannibal that's and See, that's and, re- and, and rescued the people that he ate that's terrifying that's like a yeah only no, yeah, this, like, raise people from the dead like <laughs> yeah let's see let's see i, I want to see clark kent like fucking bring somebody back to life bringing someone back from the dead is really the that's probably the most op power there is, right? <laughs> it's just a matter of perspective, right? <laughs> Depending on where you're coming from. Um, some of the other stories surrounding Saint Nicholas. Don't we can't forget the the Santa Claus series. Oh yeah, for sure. Which oh yeah, the Santa Claus series kind of weirds me out a little bit. Yeah. Because from the very from the very get go, Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus by killing the previous Santa Claus. Yeah. Not un- unintentionally, but yes. Uninten- all right, unintentionally, yes, of course. But this is an implic, and apparently this is something that's like regular. Like everybody was ready for. Is it. It like nobody really mourned the previous Santa. It was kind of just, oh yeah, you killed Santa. All right, you're Santa now. That's true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this is, this implies that this is actually quite regular, and that to become Santa Claus, you must like keep what you kill and and, ki- and kill the previous Santa Claus to earn the title. It's a it's a brutal world of constant re. re- and I don't think I've seen um, all three Santa Claus movies. <clears throat> I know the first one was him becoming Santa Claus. The third, like, one. The thir- the third one was with Jack Frost, yeah. right? With uh, I think it's Martin Short as Jack Frost. Uh, and the second one was just about him trying to like find get married right here, and he need to get like find Mrs. Claus. You're the right. second one. It's just like you have the whole plot is you have to get married. <laughs> but. I I, I, I kind of want there to be a fourth one and I want it to be about like someone else wanting to claim the title of Santa Claus I think that's a, <laughs> I would look that up I think that's a thing maybe like did, is is there is was there a movie where like Tim Allen has to fight for 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 the title maybe maybe uh, this is Jack Frost was, was that I don't know that might have been the plot for the third one right like Jack Frost wanting to kill Santa so he, that he could become the new Santa I'll look it up later it's not that big a deal for uh, <laughs> uh we were just talking about Lord's go let's go back to the other the other one <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's there's probably a really cool lore behind that. I want, I'm wondering if the now I'm wondering if there's like a big uh, lore drop involving that movie, involving those movies. But uh, here's so here's what uh, Benito Sereno once quoted about Santa Claus. Um, so although through the influence of modern depictions of Santa, we've come to view Saint Nicholas as a gentle and perhaps toothless figure of kindness and generosity. The fact is, Nicholas of Myra was no joke. He had a temper and would act on it where when he felt his principles were being challenged. Uh, the earliest act of St. Nicholas that raised him to some notoriety, if not fame, like I mentioned before, um, is that the, at the Council of Now, he walked across the floor and cold-punched the heretic Arius, who was dared to say that Jesus wasn't the creation of the Father and not an equal. So that was like what got him to jail. Um, back into the quote... Uh, also, there's like the historical precedent for that. He knows if you've been naughty or nice thing. One of the most famous stories of St. Nicholas and how he became the patron of children is how he walked into an inn, asked for meat, and then immediately revealed that the meat the innkeeper served him was the flesh of three young men the innkeeper had murdered for their money. Nicholas turned the chops back into living boys, the power to raise the dead, Jeez. not too shabby, and turned the murderous innkeeper into his indentured servant until he had paid penance for his crimes. 
the guy still follows Father Christmas around France, frightening children as uh, Pere Futard or Futard. I can't. My French is terrible. I'm going to be pronouncing so many names very badly throughout this episode. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, Pere uh, Futard, or as I'm going to call him by his uh, English is into into his French to English translation, Father Whipper is a is one of those European uh, Santa Santa Claus sidekicks that exists like all throughout Europe. That's a horrible sidekick. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, but here's the thing. So this this actually leads into what I could talk about next is so in here in America, it's just like Santa Claus and his elves, right? Like those those that's that's his team. That's those are the people that help him out throughout the year. Those are the ones that like are his backup essentially. No one's and, and whenever they're depicted, they're always like basically either they look like children or they're small people. Right, like those, yeah, those yeah. they're cute little elves with like high pitched voices. In Europe and in several other parts of the world, they celebrate Christmas and have their own version of a, like a Santa Claus figure. Santa Claus, like he 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 travels around like time and space, and like he and he 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 beats up on demons and murderers, and then he and then he and then he, and then he uh, chains them all up and turns them into his sidekicks as kind of like in like as kind of like to. Uh, scare children into being nice like instead of oh. instead of these guys just doing terrible things he'll like get a demon and, and the demon will be responsible for scaring children into being good and then basically like, they be, they're his bad cops and he gets to play good cop so he has a whole team of indentured servants demons <laughs> yeah well, I mean when you when you say it like that they are <laughs> demons <laughs> Dem- demons and murderers um, but I think the most famous one is Krampus uh, Krampus oh, got some notoriety Krampus in the yet. yeah but uh, uh it's actually a pretty good movie. That Krampus yeah, movie is actually not bad at all. Uh, very, it's very reminiscent of uh, Gremlins. If you like the, those, that kind of like silly comedy aspect to it. But yeah, around that time that that movie came out, Krampus was becoming like more popular within like the the zeitgeist of pop culture. And so like, because people were just hearing about like this, like there's a there's a Christmas demon in Northern Europe. <laughs> That's and yeah, Krampus is just this figure who was a I think he was a, a pagan god of fertility or something like he was worshipped by like pagans uh, around that around that time and then like and the stories are that same thing this came upon beat the crap out of him wrapped him in chains and now in chains and now forces Krampus to like scare children into being good for Christmas. Nice. I mean that sounds that does sound really cool. It sounds more like a warrior aspect to it. Yeah, there's also another figure who was referenced in the office named uh, Bells Bells Nickel. He's like a, a German, a ger- yeah, like a German Nickel. version of uh, a German version of Krampus, which is basically the same the same idea. Where like he he, he walks around with a whip and kind of like whips children into uh, being being not he whips whips naughty children until they start being nice. Yeah, if I saw one of these creatures, I'd probably I don't think it took a demon seeing a demon for me to feel bad about everything so if i saw a (laughs) demon (laughs) probably change things up although you know that's probably for the best maybe that's much better to 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 look at because that way you see really what's who's behind the team of santa claus (laughs) yeah It's not just the elves. It's not the. It's got all these demons that you know work very hard. That's the image that I'm trying to get across right now. Like, Santa Claus does so well. Santa Claus can't get all the credit, you guys. He's got he's got the elves in the shop. He's got he's got he's riding a sled led by eight tiny reindeer, and then behind (laughs) him, behind the sleigh, are just like a whole line of demons and murderers. He's also got chained up and dragging along to uh, (laughs) to deliver coal and and whip people. Back into shape. Also, I wonder how HR approved that in the Santa Claus department because it's like most people, it's like 
if you murder children at one point, it doesn't seem like you're allowed to work with them again afterwards. But now <laughs> Santa's clearly he has like a great rehabilitation program. <laughs> yeah, I think. See, I think I had. I think I had. A, there's actually a list of demons. <laughs> which is a weird thing to say a list of demons that santa claus actually has working but for he only him. uses them to scare children there's no point where like they have he's like oh crap i forgot this house on like 2407 here bell bell dingy evil man go go give this quick <laughs> he's like oh okay and i guess like waddle through the chimney and gets like ah oh, it's santa it's like, oh no! It has like well, there's quite there's there's quite a few of them. So like, uh, I'm 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 sure I'm sure somebody's responsibility is just to be like the gopher of the team, because <laughs> let me see, some of the demons besides Krampus include, uh, and again, I apologize for my like just horrible pronunciation. Uh, besides Krampus, include Klaubolf, Pezzelbach, Hans Muff, Hans Trap, Hans Muff. Uh, Schmutzli. Uh, Bell's Nickel, as we mentioned before, Bartel, Rumplecloss, Elzebub, Drap, Boozebucked, and like other variants that I will not go into as I just destroy their uh, their pronunciation. The Hogs and Muff is going to get you. <laughs> and essentially, like these were all like, uh, if they weren't already demons to like in Christianity, they were probably like pagan gods that uh, that Christians had to like scare pagans into wor- into worshiping into worshiping their god at some point. It was like, hey, hey, hey guys, you don't want to worship that god. Look, look at our saints. Our saints are so badass and our god is so badass that our saints will kick your god's ass and make them work for him. The old uh, big stick policy, if you will. Exactly. Uh, it <laughs> happened with, it happened in Greek gods too. Like apparently St. Nicholas had a big beef with uh, Artemis, the Greek god. Oh. And he would actually like go around Greece and Asia and just like tear down the temples and like, <laughs> and, and and just and try to like turn people and turn people to Christianity in the in the in the name of Christmas. Yeah, I have to say you're really destroying my uh, <laughs> my my idea, my clean version, my clean ideas of of Saint Nick here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm 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 either here to destroy your ver- your your ideas of like the 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 the, the jolly old Saint Nick, or 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 I'm here to like make you realize that the the truth is much more complicated than it seems it's just not so simple it's in yeah the gift on the one hand it seems like he beats up a lot of people on the other hand he gives them the gift of uh i don't know i don't know if the pagans would take christianity (laughs) as as a reward no yeah for sure i do not i do not want anybody ever thinking that i am uh trying to like speak up like trying to glaze over the horrible horrible things that like christians have done throughout all of history to people who just didn't believe what they believed in oh no i'm, I'm uh. just kidding of course it's can you imagine people actually trying to cancel santa or something i guess i don't know exactly right like santa look, well yeah what i'm trying to say here santa is too powerful for us to take him down alone i think that's true i that, that's really <laughs> what we're getting at the man has teams of demons. We're going to have to work so much harder if we're trying. Wait, wait. A lot of people want to take down Santa, but we're not doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a war on Christmas, guys. This is this this is a this is a firefight and we're losing. <laughs> Christmas is too powerful. They have Santa on their side. Don't worry. And uh, and like we had talked before about like different uh, versions of Santa Claus that have come up like in uh 
movies and such like that. And I brought up the life and adventures of Santa Claus. And that movie, the Rankin Bass movie, was based off of an L. Frank Baum book that he ran, the guy that wrote uh, The Wizard of Oz, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, uh, Yeah, he wrote the life and adventures of Santa Claus. And in that book... Which the movie was based off of. Um, it's it's one of the best. It's one of, I haven't read it, but it's one of the best things I've ever heard. Because apparently, uh, Santa Santa Claus Saint Nick was abandoned as a small child, as abandoned as a baby, left in the forest where he was found by a twenty foot tall druid with a silver axe that shot laser beams out of it. Oh. <laughs> and he and, and he was given to a lioness and. Oh and, my god. And, and lived off of her milk until he was old enough to fend for himself. <laughs> that's what we need. I don't. I don't. That's way cooler than like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> exactly right. Like that's what that's what that's what I'm really trying to get at. Is like Santa Santa Claus is like he's up there with like legendary badass. He's up there with Zorro and Paul Bunyan and like Billy the Kid. Like these and figures we that we have mythologized. As a society, yeah, exactly. It's like a like the story is the story is actually like so much cooler than we actually give it credit for. Um, another version of Santa Claus, which I think is actually really cool, and I'm going to read an excerpt from the stories because um, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, writer well known for writing uh, Lord of the Rings, The Simulralian, The Hobbit, um, basically the guy that created the fantasy genre as we know it um, to this day. He wrote like a series of letters to his children over like 20 years where he would like write a letter to them every year talking about the um, the, the epic adventures of Saint of Santa Claus oh, yeah. and and his adventures in the North Pole, which I think you can actually like That'd be fun find to read. Yeah, it was like his version of Father Christmas. And J.R.R. Tolkien, when it comes to writers, he's this guy who very was always very much into building a world, right? He only like he yeah, only I'm wrote Lord Lord of the right now. I, yeah, I and, and again, and, and the, yeah, and the way that he started it, like he only wrote Lord of the Rings, or he only wrote like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff because he was a linguist. He created like the Elven language, the Elven script, and he was so fascinated by this, like, by what he was doing that he had to build a world around it. So like, so he, so the the whole so again with the world building, he's so good at like he was just this writer who was very good at, and he was probably a little bit racist depending on like when you get out of that book. Uh, because the bad the bad guys are all like these orcs that are different and dark skinned and green weird skinned and, <laughs> and then, but uh, I'm not gonna get into that right now. I'll get into that later. There'll be a Lord of the Rings episode at some point. But yeah, he he wrote. He was just like this really fantastic world builder who put a lot of details into everything, and and it created an entire genre that exists to this very day. Because people people you wouldn't have like D and D or every like fantasy novel that has come out since then if it wasn't for. The Lord of the Rings, most likely. And and in these letters that he wrote to his children, he wrote over like 20 years, he would write these letters that were like his version of Father Christmas. And I imagine like this is what Santa Claus is like in the in Middle Earth. And I'm going to I'm going to read like this. This might be pretty long, so I don't know how I might how I'll cut it. But uh and, I'm, and I might just like uh, I'm going to cut this part of what I'm saying right now is but I might just like try to do like a very theatrical version of this when I put it in the podcast oh nice cool yeah, but in uh, yeah in the letters in the letters they go something like this I have not the time to tell you all the story I had to blow three blasts on the great horn windbeam it hangs over the fireplace in the hall and if I have not told you about it before it is because I have not had to blow it in over 400 years its sound carries as far as north wind blows. All the same, it was three whole days before help came. Snowboys, polar bears, and hundreds and hundreds of elves. They came up behind the goblins, 
and polar bear, really awake this time, rushed out with a blazing branch off the fire in each pole. He must have killed dozens of goblins. He says a million. But there was a big battle down in the plain near the North Pole in November, in which the goblins brought back hundreds of new companies out of their tunnels. We were driven back to the cliff, and it was not until young polar bear and a party of his younger relatives crept out by night and blew up the entrance to the tunnels with nearly a hundred pounds of gunpowder that we got the better of them for the present. So this is describing a battle that Santa Claus, that Father Christmas had against an army of goblins backed up by his, uh, his best friend, the North Polar Bear, and an army of elves. That's awesome. I didn't know he had an <laughs> army of polar bears. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Apparently, so he has like his best friend, the North Pole Bear, and his and his, and his cronies. And then he also includes, um, and this was also in the Rise of the Guardians movie. Like instead of elves working in the North Pole, building toys, it's all it's also an army of Yetis, like abominable snowmen. <laughs> and and this was also included in like J.R.R. Tolkien's version of Santa Claus. This? Or this is just letter. This so this is just like a crazy story he told to his children. These were literally like letters that he told to shoot him, but they have been published. They were published back in 2004 and are available for, to buy if anybody ever wants to check them out. Nice. And yeah, like Jared Tolkien just had like a just really, really deep history of like them fighting. <laughs> like he killed hundreds of goblins. The, the North Polar Bear says he killed millions. So <laughs> so even even within the story, like there's like those little character moments like that. And that's what I'm really trying to get at is like that the history of Santa Claus is just as a character, like this really cool storytelling that I think we're missing out on. We're like, how much more like you and me, we stopped believing in Santa Claus when we were when we were these young kids. How would we, how would but would we have wanted to if we had known that Santa Claus was like walking around with his pet polar bear, a leading an army of elves and yetis against against goblins? <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little different. I mean, like don't the French or more European lore for the tooth fairy it's not the tooth fairy they're rats right that come and steal rats come and take your teeth yeah yeah um, well, like the tooth fairy yeah the tooth fairy like fairies are more like these little pests that kind of like come in and, and 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 cause mischief and all that kind of stuff but yeah the next com- uh, coca-cola, coca-cola commercial for sure should be like santa on the battlefield with like an axe and polar bears just destroying goblins like there's just blood right? on his face everywhere and then finally yeah, like M- amazon amazon is getting ready to put out like a lord of the rings series where is the santa claus series i want the story of father christmas in middle earth gotta drop the axe and then that's where he takes out and uncaps or maybe even better he opens the bottle coca-cola bottle cap with his axe that's just <laughs> finally <laughs> just like just... after the after amazing battle just like a per- uh, just like a perfect slice right? <laughs> where just only the cap comes off that would be amazing before we before we finish off on this episode which i hope you were having a lot of fun with it yeah Nick. it's been a blast so uh, one of my favorite versions of Santa Claus, it's actually like a really recent um, kind of like a reboot to the whole thing, is a comic book. Uh, it's called Klaus by Grant Morrison. And this is recent? Fairly recent. Like he's only been writing the series. He 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 wrote he wrote like a little mini series a few years ago, and then he goes back to it every once in a while, like adding to the mythos and all kinds. Basically, it's a, it's like an origin story to Santa Claus, nice. and and then whenever it goes back to it, it kind of like goes into a different point in history where this or of a Another different adventure that either says sometimes they take place in the modern day, sometimes they're hundreds of years ago. Well, since it's Grant Morrison, I have to ask: Does it make sense? This Santa Claus series. <laughs> it makes Grant Morrison sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, and because 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 in it, uh, let me see, Klaus. The the very first series makes the 
makes the most <laughs> sense, I believe. Because on multiverse for <laughs> Santa Claus, and then like the rest of the series is just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised because in the in the very first <laughs> series, Klaus is just like this guy who was like off to fight a war, and when he comes back home, he finds out that like uh, a childhood friend that he was in love with has married has been married off to some lord who has like outlawed toys. It's very it's very much oh, like wow. uh, Santa Claus is coming. To, is that story of Santa Claus is coming to town in the movie where like there's the evil guy that hates toys and, and and children and he just wants everybody to be unhappy and then Klaus comes in he's basically like this Robin Hood-esque figure who um, go, go goes in and starts delivering toys to kids just to like just as, as an act of rebellion which is the best that is my favorite aspect of any of these stories whenever it comes to Santa Claus is that delivering toys is just to like bring down the man that those that's the that's my version of Santa Claus where he's just like the guy that's like fuck the system I'm bringing these toys to the kids. Screw you! This kid gets a PS5. Or my name is <laughs> Saint Nick. Yeah, at some point, at some point he, he gets like some. Wonder. <laughs> uh, at some point, uh, this version of the the Klaus who he's called in the comics and this name of the comic is. Uh, he gets he gets hurt or attacked in the woods, and some kind of like magical force reaches out to him and and gives him like mag- some magical powers, and, and he also gets like a giant white wolf for a companion. Cool. And always take the white. And we find and we find out that uh, the 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 bad guy of the town, the, the lord, is actually working for a demon, and there he's been enslaving people into like breaking open this demon's this de- demon's prison that they're like mining for underground, and when the demon is finally released. Uh, when I and it, it goes on and starts attacking people and it wants to eat children uh, and like punish bad children it's like and and in a moment in a and there's a there's a there's like two panels that make me cry every time I read this story because I get, I can't help but get choked up about it is like the demon is attacking he's a t- trying to attack children I like I am here to punish all the bad children and then the next panel is Klaus Santa Claus on a on a on a sled with rainbows trailing behind it being led by a giant white wolf uh, going there are no bad children <laughs> is the best it even has its own take on like whether we're born good or bad <laughs> exactly and that's another thing that happened in the uh santa claus is coming to town movie which i have to rewatch them before christmas because those movies were great them. i only rewatched um, rudolph yeah rudolph gets the most play but i think yeah you gotta hunt down the other ones um but, but there's a there's a scene where like santa claus is checking his naughty or nice list and it's like and, and, and i think it gets to the part of the song where it's like he's he's gonna find out if you're naughty or nice and then santa claus just says well they're all pretty nice which is like the best aspect of any kind of version of santa claus no matter how badass or humble or nice that he might actually be it is the ultimate message that we can all get behind i think when it comes to santa claus is that is that hopefulness is that like every everybody everybody has some good in them that could be redeemed to some degree whatsoever unless you're naughty then you get the krampus (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, uh, what, what's the, uh, what, what, the, the, they're, they're all naughty. Let God sort them out. <laughs> Let Krampus sort sister? them out. Eternal, eternal damnation for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, but I really enjoyed this, Nick. I think, I don't That's know. Let me, let me double check. Let me double check to see if there's any other, like, cool stories about Santa Claus. I hope that people, I might uh, want to. We're looking for a Santa fix because I think they're, they're about to get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope there's, like, a, like you said, there's, I, I haven't seen much, like, 
of a fandom regarding Santa Claus. I kind of hope this comes out because I am fascinated by every story I've ever seen about like Santa Claus lore and, and all these really, really amazing stories that people have written over. Because again, if this is a character who's been around for um, the better part of two millennia. So, so there's, and, and people, and people, when it comes to storytelling, people have always been pretty clever. Like, there's definitely a lot of bad stories out there, but when you can find the really good ones... Well, maybe um, it still has time. I mean, I feel like Greek and Roman stuff was incredibly popular, but now I feel like Norse mythology is really coming in the strongest yeah. in pop culture, and uh, so maybe there's there's still time for Saint, old St. Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one last thing I just want to say is that Santa Claus in, is an official card-carrying member of the Justice League. Oh, uh, Justice League invited, invited him in uh, some, some years back, and I think, yeah, it was like on Mark Wade's run of the story. Uh, but otherwise, Nick, it was, it was a pleasure to have you on. This was a lot of fun. Do you have okay. anything that you would like to share, anything you happen to be doing, anything you want to promote, or if there's anything like your favorite Christmas story that you want people to watch or something like that? I, I do not. Not, at, not, as, not as right now. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 has an effect on us. At Organic Nick. That's, uh, I guess I'll put in the handle. But uh, yeah, Nick, it was a pleasure to have you on. I, I hope that anybody listening to this will go into her own deep dive with Santa Lore. Um, otherwise, thank you very much, man. It was good. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. That is the episode, folks. Big thank yous out to Nick for coming on the show, being a terrific guest, for engaging in my Santa lore dump. Uh, thank you to you for listening. Happy holidays to you, if you're whether you're celebrating, whether you're done celebrating, whether you're about to celebrate, or whether you choose to ignore all this stupid nonsense that we get down to every winter. I appreciate you for being here and listening to the show. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please feel free to send feedback at inmydefensepodcast at gmail.com. Also consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. You know, just look up in the In My Defense podcast. Give us a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Am I doing terribly? I want to know. I want to get better. I want to do that for you, listener. You, the one listening to this podcast right now, I'm speaking directly to you as a Christmas gift. Do it as a Christmas gift, please. Uh, if you want to be on the show, if you have an idea for something you want to talk to, if you want to argue with me, if you, if I said something on this podcast that makes you very angry, let me know. I will get you on the show and I will give you your chance to rant just fill out a form at inmydefensepodcast.com you can also go there to find every episode that we've done so far uh any news or anything interesting that might be coming up about us will be coming up on that website uh considering doing a format change very soon any feedback or any suggestions anybody might want to have about the show that's the place to do it Otherwise, folks, thank you so much for listening. We're getting to the near the end of the year. I haven't been doing this podcast for a year, but it certainly feels like it. I really appreciate you guys listening and for everyone who takes their time out of the out of the day to listen to my geeky nonsense. We'll have one more episode to finish out the year, but until then, I will see you next week with another geek on the In My Defense podcast. Mm-hmm.